I don't know about you, but I am an overthinker. I overthink so many decisions and it can be really paralyzing, particularly in a time period like now in Q4 and holiday when things are really crazy and I'm here analyzing every little tiny decision. So sometimes I kind of shut down and I just don't want to make decisions and I just kind of operate. And I'm here to tell you that that's not the right way to do things. And so I'm sharing some tips that I have done to kind of overcome that. But even more importantly, I'm here to say if you have already kind of wiped your hands clean of your holiday line and it's on autopilot and you've moved on to your next year's collection, I want you to pause and listen to this episode because I share kind of a really foundational thing that buyers do. It's it's really the role of the buyer to read and react to sales in season, to find more profit opportunities in season. And so between the decision fatigue and analyzing your business, it can be a lot. So it's a really good episode to just listen to and kind of remind yourself that there's more opportunity to be had in your business right now before you move on to 2024. So I hope that you enjoy the chat. Let's get into it. Hey friend, quick question for you. Are you feeling stuck with how to get your brand to stand out on FAIR? I'm asking you because as a buyer myself, I can tell you that there are just so many brands out there vying for the attention of these buyers, but I know that your brand has something so special and it needs to be seen. I put together a private podcast for you that goes deeper into what buyers are really looking for on the FAIR platform and how you can stand out from the crowd to grow your wholesale business and really land those dream buyers. So If this resonates with you, head to the link in the show notes for instant access. Welcome to the Buyer Side Chat Podcast, where I take you inside the mindset of a buyer to help you scale your product business profitably. I am your host, Kristen Fisher, and I'm so glad you're here spending some time with me today. I know you're busy. So whether you're working on orders or you're taking some time for yourself and just going on a walk and listening to a podcast, I appreciate you choosing the buyer side chat and having that conversation with me. I really appreciate you. So today I want to talk about decision making and opportunities that lie in front of you in season. And when I say in season, I mean the current collection that you are selling to your customer. That really means your D2C customer, but that can also mean wholesale opportunities if you're selling you know, a future season ahead um, for wholesale. But really specifically, your in-season D to C sales. So we're talking right now in this point in time, holiday 2023. Okay. So that's what I mean when I say in season, because I'll probably reference that throughout this chat. Um, But recently I shared something on Instagram. I was talking about how there's more profit to be had in season, in holiday. And that's actually a couple episodes back. I really was talking about driving more profit in your holiday season, but I was talking about it in a little more depth um, on Instagram stories. And I had a bunch of people message me back and say like, this really actually resonates because I'm already working on spring and thank you for that reminder. And so I feel like it was a good conversation to bring over to the podcast because just because your collection is finalized doesn't mean that you're really signed and sealed. You have opportunity in season, but you have to really give yourself the space or or I should say you should you have to be diligent and kind of hold yourself accountable to read and react to your sales in season. And so there really is this whole concept of 
read and react. It's a skill set that I think buyers have really fine-tuned, particularly on the corporate retail side where you have to be super on top of your business and knowing exactly what is going on in your business. And when I say what's going on, I don't just mean this is selling, this isn't selling. What I mean is like really in-depth data, like down to color level, size level, regions, where things are selling, what stores are out of stock. You have counterparts that help provide you with that info, but buyers know down to the nitty gritty detail what's going on in the business. And every Monday, there are meetings where, you know, by 10 a.m., 9 a.m. sometimes, 11 a.m., whatever the time is, it's early and you are presenting to leadership what's going on in the business and what you're doing about it. That's the big thing. It's understanding what's going on in your business and what are you doing about it. So when I talk about read and react, this is what that means. So simply put, it means you read your sales and you make adjustments on the spot to make more profit. You're reacting to your business results. This is what makes the buyer's job in corporate wildly stressful because that is like a quick reaction time and you're making changes and you're guiding the marketing team or the web team or the store team on changes to make to improve your opportunity and improve your your profit potential, right? What's really hard is when you're in season as a small business owner, and I experienced this myself, I, I encourage you to think about this in terms of like what you have going on in your own business too. But it's really hard to pause and look at what's going on in your business and have kind of an objective eye and saying, okay, this is what's happening and here's what I'm going to do about it. And the reason I say like, I challenge you to think about how you can do this in your business is because you have to be really intentional about it. You have to say, I'm going to do this every week. I'm going to make the time for it because it's a priority. This is where you go from like, I have a business to I am running my business. I know the ins and the outs and I know how to pull the levers to make things shift. Okay, so... What I recommend, what I try to do for myself, I say try because I don't always do it, but I really would love to do it every week. Here's what I I have on my calendar and I usually hold myself accountable to. (laughs) I have a 30-minute date with myself every Monday and I look at my sales performance from last week. So I will look at Monday to Sunday selling and I will just see my results. I'll look at my total sales. I'll look at what's working, what's not working, and what my inventory levels look like. You can't necessarily get into the nitty gritty because you've got a million other things going on. I totally get that. But it's really important to have a really intimate understanding of your numbers. And if you are someone where numbers kind of scare you and you're like, oh, I don't want to look at it, this is a non-stressful way to just start kind of building a relationship with your numbers and start looking at the data because the data gives you the full picture, okay? So it's 30 minutes every Monday, look at your sales performance from last week. So you're looking at the product and the actual selling and then also look at your socials and your email and see what worked, what didn't, what were people responding to. Now, the next big piece of this is what do you need to tweak from what you already have planned Or what do you need to add in to kind of maximize or course correct going forward 
so that you can really eke out or squeeze out as much profit as humanly possible in season. Because particularly in the holiday time period, we all know what that means to our businesses, right? Like it's make or break in some instances. And the last couple of years have been really hard on independent retailers, on makers, on brands. So this time period really matters. So while you need to still be looking ahead at future seasons, you don't want to lose sight of the time period that we're in right now where you could really make some more money. Okay, so here are some examples of like what this could look like. So let's say something is not selling well and you own a lot of it. You really want to look at those top drivers. I've obviously talked about you know, your top performers, identifying those like top five SKUs or top 10 SKUs, whatever, you know, however big your, your collection is. Look at those, see how they're performing. If you own a lot of something that you expected to be really well, like really good, and it's not doing really well, what can you do to give it a little bit more marketing love? So maybe you need to add it into some more social posts or reels or do an Instagram live or you know, whatever that may be, whatever levers actually work in your business, what can you do to get that in front of your customer more? Maybe it's another, an extra email, or maybe it needs to be a feature placement on your homepage. So really look at what you can do from a marketing perspective, because the customer only knows that you have a lot of inventory on it, or they don't actually know that. Sorry, scratch that. They don't know that you have a lot of inventory on it, but they only know that they should buy it. If you're telling them, this is the must have thing in my collection. So it's got to be plastered everywhere. So first look at your marketing. Maybe you need to reshoot it a couple of new ways to like have it feel a little bit fresh and, and different. Maybe you need to add a promo. So you could do a little quick promotion on it, or maybe you need to mark it down. And it's really important. I'm going to talk about this in future episodes, but it's really important to not be afraid to mark down in season. If something either isn't working at all or isn't working at the level that you thought it needed to be because it's better to mark something down in season when it's still going to sell well for your customer versus waiting until they no longer like they've moved on to spring and you're trying to sell like the red cozy sweater or something, whatever it may be (laughs) that is seasonal. So you want to mark it down when they actually would have a desire to buy it. Then that'll also tell you, is it price point or do they just hate the product in general? Okay. So that's like if something's not working. On the flip side, if something's blowing out and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to not even have enough of this to get me into Black Friday or into the holiday season, like after Black Friday, I'm not going to have this. Do you have either a replacement item that could swap out to be like the replacement for that? In which case, update your marketing, update your homepage, update all the things to be that new product. Or if you don't have an overall inventory concern with having too much maybe you can get more inventory in of that one product. So reach out to your suppliers to make more or reach out to the brand to see if they have more on stock. How how quickly could you get more of it? So those are some examples of like, if something's not working or if something is working, what you can do about it to maximize that opportunity when like strike when the iron's hot, you know, get that, get the most out of it that you can or course correct it. Another thing too, to think about is like, what do you have coming down the pipeline? So if you're working on spring, what is working right now or not working right now in your business already at the start of the holiday season that you can infuse into spring? So like if there's a trend where it's like, let's say it's like a winter floral, 
I don't know, I'm making that up. Let's say there's like a winter floral or there's a type of fragrance that's a little bit new for you that is doing well. How can you carry that into your new spring line? Because then you'll know, okay, this is actually going to do well. Or on the flip side, if you're designing spring and you have an, an item that is akin to something that's not working right now, maybe you want to reevaluate what you're designing into. So those are some ways that you can kind of look at the current and make impact on the current. And then also look ahead to what's coming in the future and take the learnings, read the learnings, read the business right now and react for your future seasons to give yourself the best opportunity to sell even more of your next upcoming collection that you're able to make changes to. So all of this really boils down to just decision-making in season. And it's something I wanted to like weave into this conversation because I feel like, I don't know, this maybe is just for me, but sometimes I feel like I have decision fatigue. I think a lot of us probably do where we're just making so many decisions at every moment of the day. And I've talked about, I know I've talked about this before, but I'm talking about it again because I think it's so important to talk about. So you're making decisions about what you're going to wear for the day, what you're going to have for lunch, what your kids are taking, you know, to school for show and tell. You're also thinking about what your marketing strategy is, your wholesale outreach, um, whether or not you should buy a new card for your inserts, like every little tiny detail of your life and your business it's all happening at once. And then when you're in a really busy time period like holiday, it gets really chaotic with the decision-making and the fatigue can totally overtake. So I feel like Q4 in particular is, is, is tough. So when it comes to making these like business critical decisions, you need to have clarity and really intentionally create that time to do it. So like that 30 minutes every Monday, you're carving out space where you're going to look at your sales and you're going to make decisions about what you can tweak. And by carving out intentional space, you're giving your brain the opportunity to just say, okay, I'm just going to think about this right now. And when you're doing that, I think sometimes we can get really caught up in what the like quote unquote right decision is which can hold us back. So it can hold you back from saying, I see this opportunity in my business. This one thing is working really well. I could go hard on it. Like this could be my new thing. But then we're we're nervous that we're leaving something, you know, leaving something on the table or isolating a customer or whatever it is. And it can really kind of hold us back by getting overwhelmed, feeling like we need to have it all figured out. And here's what I want to say. There are no wrong decisions. There are just decisions with different outcomes. So if you think about it, your business is is meant to be fun. You're doing something creative. You're doing something that you love, that you're like so fortunate to be able to do. And we chose this decision, all of us, everybody listening to this, including myself, we have chose this path for ourselves. So whatever your motivator is, you're choosing the path to be a business owner, to be a maker, to be a creator, whatever it is that you do. And that's really freaking cool. So we have this opportunity in front of us to just play around and have fun and try different things. And if you fail, you're actually learning from it and it's going to make you so much better. I know that that's cliche to say, but truly you learn sometimes more in those failures than you do in the successes because 
you stop and you look at why it didn't work. And then you say, all right, I'm going to do it differently. Some decisions obviously like carry more weight or have a bigger risk attached than others. And those are the ones that I think deserve more attention. And it's okay that you spend a little more time on those. So if you're an overthinker, you know, I would challenge you to only sit with or sit in the feelings of those big decisions and on the fast ones or on the, not fast ones, on the less important ones, I challenge you to just go with your gut reaction and make decisions. And if you're really clear on what your goals are, on where you're going in your business, if you're really clear on who that ideal buyer is, where your next where your next steps are, what path you're going towards, if you have that goal and that roadmap figured out, it's going to help you to say yes or no. I'm moving forward or I'm stopping this. I see this opportunity and I'm going to go after it. This isn't working. I'm done with it. I'm not going to do this anymore. Even though my heart tells me I love it, it's not necessarily something I need to keep doing. So for those of you that are overthinkers like me, allow yourself to really sit with and think on those big decisions when they actually are big decisions and big risk. If it is something little, just move forward. Evaluate if it's even worth your time thinking about (laughs) first, first things first. And if it is, just say, hey, I'm making a decision. I'm going to roll with it because you're going to learn something regardless. And if it's not something that's going to put your business under, go for it. Have fun, play around with it, try some new things. Don't be worried about making a wrong decision because you're just going to have an outcome that you can work with. That's either going to be a really awesome outcome that's going to take you to the next level or it's going to be something where you're where you're like, well, that didn't work. So let's try something different. You're going to learn from it and it's just going to make you better. So just kind of pull the gloves off and kind of go into this season with that perspective of let's just try some things, but let's be really intentional about evaluating the business in season and really kind of thinking like a buyer, putting that buyer hat on and approaching your business in that way. So I have two challenges for you to take into the next six or so weeks and just try it out. The first, read and react. Read your business every week and react. Do not assume that just because you have your email campaign for December week one already finalized that you're signed and sealed. While that feels good to have that crossed off your list, you don't want to look at your business as just a list to be crossed off. You might need to tweak that. So allow yourself room in your brain to be okay with changing things and evaluating what's going on. So read your results, react in season. And then two, the next challenge is make quicker decisions. Don't be afraid of failing. Just be excited about where you're at in your business and don't sit in the don't sit in the chaos. Don't spiral. Just make bigger bigger, faster decisions and just kind of go after it because you're at the end of this year and these next six weeks are really important and really set you up on a trajectory for 2024, which is right around the corner. So that's what I've got for you today. Thank you for for listening. Come hang out with me on Facebook. So the Buyerside Club is a Facebook group where I'm just hanging out, sharing some tips and insights, and I'm there to support you and cheer you on. There's a little chat in there called Phone a Buyer. So anytime you have a question, you're just like, I don't know what to do. I need some help. You can get in that chat and I will be there to answer any questions that you may have. So thank you again for listening and I will be 
back in your earpods, airpods <laughs> uh, next Monday. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.